0: And we're live. Hey, now, ladies and gentlemen, it is a brand new episode of Over the Line. So glad you could be here, as we always are. We love when you stop by our YouTube channel, you listen to our podcast. Makes us feel good. Makes us feel good about ourselves. Somebody's actually appreciating the work that we do, that we put in to this bad boy. So, welcome to the show. It's going to be short and sweet today. Yesterday we talked about the debates, uh the really what was true and what wasn't, what was said and what wasn't. And as I watched the following day, i didn't I didn't really talk about any of this yesterday, but as I watched the media's coverage, I, I wish I could say I was astonished, and in a sense, I was, but then I really wasn't because they reacted in the same way. I thought they would but they they had this time it was almost genuine shock on their faces like I've never seen before and most everything they do is disingenuous most most everything but this time it is as if uh what Greg Gutfeld said uh, that Trump had carpet bombed Canada because they didn't play, they didn't play nice that was the that was the face they had, as if we had just bombed an innocent country, when in reality, we watched the president Donald Trump and and really Joe Biden do nothing different that they than they've been doing for uh, for a long time now. And here's this is what's crazy to me is we have treated and the media is at fault here on this because of the way they hype up this debate, but we're treating the debates as if they are. The one place where we really get our information and we really decide who we're going to vote for. That may have been the case at one time, 40, 50, 60 years ago. But we watch debates happen every single day. Whether that's in the media, whether that's on Twitter, we're watching these people go back and forth on a regular basis. Debates in 2020 are just a standard, run-of-the-mill, traditional thing. It's more of like supposed to be the fun part of politics, you know, just something we do. It's like the conventions and the nominating process, which was very lackluster this year because of COVID-19, but normally it's a big deal. You know, It's in in reality, it's not a big deal because you already know who's going to be the candidate, but you're throwing this big party, and you're throwing that big party because of the tradition of parties nominating a, a candidate. It's just... It's just procedure. It's it's tradition. That's all it is. And that's all these debates are at this point. It's not a big deal. It's, it's not the end-all, be-all. It's not the source of where we get our information on where the candidates stand. Although I think you got a lot of that from those debates. But that's neither here nor there. The reaction from the media was, as I said, somewhat astonishing. And I want you to uh, get a taste of this. Here's just a few seconds of reactions from the media THE MORNING AFTER, well, THE NIGHT OF AND THE MORNING AFTER THE DEBATES. THIS WAS THE MOST CHAOTIC PRESIDENTIAL DEBATE I'VE EVER SEEN. THAT WAS A HOT MESS INSIDE A DUMPSTER FIRE, INSIDE A TRAIN WRECK. THAT WAS THE WORST DEBATE I'VE EVER SEEN. THAT WAS A IT WAS A
1: COMPLETE DISASTER. THAT WAS THE WORST PRESIDENTIAL DEBATE I'VE EVER SEEN. Uh, in my life
2: this felt like an assault it felt like an assault on our senses it felt like an assault on our presidential campaign process we've got two minutes forget that i'm talking over you that's
0: That's how they felt about it and that's that's coming straight from the media's mouth they were cursing they were so shocked they could not believe it it was an assault on our senses (laughs) watching the news is an assault on your senses and I think most of us would agree with it no matter where we stand on any given issue the news cycle is an assault on your senses but that's neither here nor there that's not what I want to talk about today what I want to do and my plans completely changed about an hour before I did this podcast Kayleigh McInerney held a an early press briefing today and I believe this would be the first press briefing sent to the debate and took questions from the media, from, from the journal, the White House reporters, if you will. If we, We're not going to call them journalists because that's not what they are. And they were so extra hostile today that I felt the best thing to do for this episode would be to play you the White House press briefing that just went down. Maybe throw a little commentary in there. Uh, but we'll have a little watch party, if you will. Kayleigh McEnany takes the stage. She she always, the way these things go, and most of you guys know this. You all watch it. She makes a few pre-prepared statements, and then she proceeds to take questions from those in the White House press pool. Sometimes they have, you know, uh, uh, questions that are kind of lame and stupid. Sometimes they're asking questions just to stir things up, and then there's other times, like today, that they're they're being downright hostile and that's exactly what i saw today as all of this transpired right before my eyes. so here's kaylee McInerney, just this morning uh october the first 2020 first press briefing since the presidential debates with
2: that i will take
0: questions
1: uh kelly if i could start off um i'd like to ask you for a definitive and declarative statement without ambiguity or deflection. As the person who speaks for the president, does the president denounce white supremacism and groups that espouse it in all their forms?
2: This has been answered yesterday by the president himself, the day before by the president himself on the debate stage. The president was asked this. He said, sure, three times. Yesterday, he was point blank blank asked, do you uh, denounce white supremacy? And he said, I've always denounced any form of that. I can go back and read for you. Um, In August 2019, in one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. In August of 2017, racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists and other hate groups. I have an entire list of these quotes that I can go through with you. But he has condemned white supremacy more than any president but in but modern history. just
1: to clear it up this morning, can you, naming it, Make a declarative statement that you denounce that the president denounces.
2: It. I just did. Uh, the president has denounced this repeatedly. The, the you- president was asked this can you're you making just- you're contriving no, a storyline no, and a narrative
1: asking you to put he this said, to rest.
2: I just did. I read you all of the quotes and if you need quotes. to see them in can writing, I will correctly. put them in an email.
1: Paula. so Kayleigh, can, can you, go- you right now denounce White supremacy and the groups I that espouse. I just dispel- it. The president he has announced a bunch of white the supremacy,
2: past. the KKK, and hate groups in all forms. He signed a resolution to that effect. Uh, the president, just last week—perhaps you all weren't covering it—but just last week, expressed his desire to see the KKK prosecuted as domestic terrorists. This president uh, had advocated for the death penalty for a white supremacist, the first federal execution in 17 years. His record on this is unmistakable, and it's shameful that the media refused to cover
0: it yes thank you now this is john roberts okay john roberts is a, a a reporter for fox news you see him on fox news all the time fox news the closer we get to the election the more they go off their the rails not all of them but a lot of their individual people who seem to have been fair in the past seem to get be getting more extreme in attacking the president and i don't know if that comes from a place of upper management or if it comes from a place of their peers in Washington, D.C., which is a very liberal place, telling them, hey, you're going to have to start being more harsh with this president or you're not going to be able to be in our circles. You're not going to be invited to our parties, kind of like Hollywood operates. I, I don't know if it's that, but something is happening to change the tone with a lot of these people and Fox News, and and it's it's frankly sad. I don't care whether Fox News survives or not one way or another, doesn't matter to me, but I hate to see the last mainstream outlet, the only one that was standing on the right side of history to fall to the liberal mob. That would be depressing.
2: FBI and the Department of Homeland Security say that racially motivated violent extremism is one of the deadliest threats that we face in the US. Does this White House agree with that assessment and what is it doing to combat this threat? The president um, has done quite a bit to combat this threat first of all last week he also in addition to saying he wants to prosecute the KKK as domestic terrorists he said uh, that lynching should be a national hate crime again I think there's no stronger signal that you can send than advocating for the execution of a white supremacist the first time there's been a federal execution in 17 saying years you he's been do unmistakable it is different than actually doing it he's continually condemned it and it is really there's record on this to go it to is, really, is mixed he has mixed. At times, he said he didn't want to acknowledge it or address it. His record is very mixed on this issue. His record is not mixed in the slightest. It's and when you go back in history, best. you can I see have that history right here. When you go back you in history, books. you can see that it's Jesse mixed. Jackson it's has mixed. praised the president as someone who served the communities. And here's what I want to do, real this quick, before we Mar-a-Lago,
0: continue to move on here on the on the topic of the president's record being mixed on the the race issue or the white supremacy issue or whatever whatever we're calling it i want to clear something up i saw this post earlier today uh, and it was a youtube video and i hope i can find it on the fly it is a video collage if you will of all the times that trump has denounced white supremacy has denounced neo-nazis and denounced even individuals like David Duke it's happened over and over and over again i'll find it as we go along i'll get you back to kaylee and we'll play it at the end but it's uh it's something something that is very poignant when it comes to this issue right here and how the media continues to pretend like he never never condemns or never disavows white supremacy it's a myth It's completely made up
2: beach club open to african-americans and jews but um and in fact angry, his record is was, mixed he has he not was been crazy. consistent on the issue of white supremacy entirely so i'm asking you what has this white house done to shameful. combat it is what, what the fbi says is one of the deadliest threats up? in this country we're not having a debate on a cable you're, news you're, you're, you're right now you're, you're you saying that he condemns finish. it i have his record right here and you need to let me finish his record is quite funny that the media goes haywire about interrupting in debates and then chooses to pursue that very same tactic themselves this is a white House briefing you ask a question and you give me time to answer yes the president said at the debate that Roe versus Wade was not on the ballot and that judge Amy Coney Barrett's view was not known she signed a newspaper ad in 2006 which called for quote an end to the barbaric legacy of Roe versus Wade and the president has explicitly promised to support judges that overturn Roe was he downplaying her views on Tuesday night and what do you say to the American public about whether Roe is on the ballot Uh, The President has been clear that he would never ask a judge to prejudge a case. Um, Judge Amy Coney Barrett has, um, on multiple occasions, said it is never appropriate for a judge to impose that judge's personal convictions, whether they derive from faith or anywhere else on the law. Um, She said that she continues to stand and vehemently believe the core proposition that if there is ever a conflict between a judge's personal conviction and that judge's duty under the rule of law, it is never, ever permissible for that judge Judge to follow their personal convictions in the decision of a case rather than what the law requires. The president, expect her to overturn Roe. He has said he would only appoint judges. The, yeah, pres- the, the president would never ask a judge to prejudge a case. And what I would also say um, is, we fully expect uh, that the Ginsburg rule be followed throughout the course of these proceedings. Uh, it was then Senator Joe Biden who set the Ginsburg rule um, in saying that there are no questions on how Ginsburg will decide any specific cases that may come before her, um, and Justice Ruth Bader. Gets Ginsburg indeed um, applied that rule throughout the course of her hearing on the First Amendment religion. Say, clause it very are not say yes. it very will the President commit to participating in the next debate before the Commission changes the rules? Um, first, with regard to the commission rule changes, the president um, made clear his view on that yesterday, that he thinks the only way there's a fair debate is a change in the moderator and a change in the Democrat nominee. He wants to debate. Um, he plans on being at the debate, but he wants the rules to be fair and wants a fair exchange and doesn't want rules that cover for a certain candidate's inability to perform well. Yes. Thank you. Kayleigh, can you explain why it's appropriate for the president to be uh, holding rallies this weekend in two areas that this White House has declared to be red zones in Wisconsin? Yeah. Yeah, so um, the president believes that um, people have a First Amendment right to political speech. Um, he is having a rally. People can choose whether or not to come. So the governor has, has begged the White House to please not continue. Having-
0: Which the left, th- th- do they not have that same rule when it comes to protests? These people have a First Amendment spe- uh, a First Amendment right, so we're not going to stop them from uh, going out and, and protesting, no matter how wrong they are. We're not going to stop them from going out and exercising their First Amendment. That's the left's philosophy. Why does it not apply to the president?
2: Having events like this, your own coronavirus task force says this is an area that people need to be really careful in, double down on social distancing. So why is it right for the president to be coming in there and holding another rally? we employ measures um, to protect rallygoers goers um, We encourage We've all covered these rallies. and the people sanitizing. are shoved together. There are thousands of people standing close to Did each you other. you the Democrat nominee's a- rally yesterday? There was no social distancing there, so I assume you guys expressed the same uh, line of questioning uh, to the Democrats. But what I would say is this, is there really seems to be two standards of health in this country, one for Trump supporters and one for everyone else. Uh, you had 1,300 health experts literally sign a letter that said, we do not condemn these gatherings speaking of the protests that we all saw play out. We do not condemn these gatherings as risky for COVID-19 transmission. We support them as vital to the national public health. So it's vital if you're protesting, uh, but somehow political speech is no longer vital when it comes to a Trump supporter. Caitlin. So, the Proud Boys are people who consider them to be members of this group. Give voice to these misogynistic, Islamophobic, anti-Semitic, anti-immigrant views. They're a despicable group by pretty much anyone's standards. So when the president-
0: By pretty much everyone's standards. Isn't it, this is that reporter's way of saying, you don't have to research the Proud Boys because we know you don't know who they are. Don't research them. We'll just tell you they're awful and we even know they're awful enough to exceed your standards to deem them an awful group. So just take our word on that. Don't do any research. If you want to know anything about the Proud Boys, I'll give you a brief synopsis on yesterday's podcast about the uh, the, the, the podcast after the debate. Uh, What's it called? Joe Biden lost the debate, and here's why. Go watch that. We talked a little bit about the Proud Boys and what that organization is about. Somewhat what we do know about them. I don't know a whole lot, but... Uh, just to get you a little backstory. Make sure you go back and watch this. But here this reporter is asking uh, why the president will not condemn this horrible group called the Proud Boys.
2: It was asked about them, and you say he denounced them. That's what you're insisting that he did on the debate stage the other night. If that's the case, then why are they celebrating what the president said on the debate stage in front of millions of people?
0: And, and I, I don't know where the celebrating is coming from. Not saying it doesn't exist, but if you watch yesterday's podcast, you will see we played a clip of an interview of the leader, the international leader of this Proud Boys group, and and he says himself, he's like. It it wasn't an endorsement. We don't consider it an endorsement. And and we're glad he denounced white supremacy, which really, really takes a poo-poo on the whole theory that these these Proud Boy guys are a a bunch of neo-Nazi white supremacists, uh, an international neo-Nazi group.
2: Well, I don't speak for that group, so I'm not sure why you're asking me why they're saying a certain thing. If someone denounced you, you probably wouldn't put it on a T-shirt and make badges of it, right? The president did denounce them. He was asked, will you tell them to stand down? He said, sure. Went on to stand... stand which seems like an instruction. He said, stand back. And then just yesterday when he was asked, he said specifically, stand down, um, a synonym with stand back. And the president said, sure, when asked by the moderator whether they should stand down. So So again, another... it's, It's really interesting, too, to see that the media seems to be the only one putting the names of these groups into headlines, into media reporting. Uh, he didn't know who the Proud Boys were. The first time I heard of them was in the debate, uh, but the media uh, continues to put these names into circulation and give them-
0: The media is is the best friend of groups like the Proud Boys or, or, or any group, whether Proud Boys are a racist group or not, but any racist group in this country, the media is their best friend because the media is the only place- that they can get attention, that they can get the word out and possibly even grow their group by letting people know, hey, there's not many of us out here, but there's some of us and we all stick together and we're family. So make sure you come to our side. Way to go, media. You're really doing your country a, a service there.
2: A lot of public attention. He was given about just 12 hours more than that since from the debate from when he was asked to clarify yesterday. And he didn't come out and clarify yesterday. Instead, he did what you did when John asked you to unambiguously denounce these groups. You just pointed to past things that you've said. You can't. I just don't understand why you knew you were going to get these questions and you don't have a statement ready to just say, we do unambiguously denounce these groups. And you know what is. That we do you know why people have lost trust in the media? There was a reporter from your network yesterday. Your network. And in and a tweet said, Mark quote, did. the I'm asking you a question. What, I, I don't know what your you're your going to bring up, but that has nothing to do sat with what i right I sat now. here when you lobbed your partisan attack question. So you will allow me to give an answer. The president and someone from your network said yesterday in a tweet, the president dodged a question about white supremacy. That was a tweet from a CNN reporter. The President specifically, verbatim, was asked yesterday, white supremacy, do you denounce them? To which he responded, I have always denounced any form of that. Those are the facts. And CNN, I know that truth is of no moment to your network, but those are the facts. Not and facts. Why are Euro Republicans? Republicans Justin, are calling on the President Kelly. to be more forceful. Justin. His own party. Thanks,
0: Kelly. Um, I have a question about unemployment, but I first wanted to clean up something from your opening. You said Judge Barrett was a Rhodes Scholar. I'm, I'm not sure that that's true. Um,
2: I- that's what I have
0: for Could you imagine this guy right here being your roommate? Uh, Kaylee, I, I- need to ask you a question. you said Connie Barrett was a Rhodes Scholar? I don't think that's true. <laughs> oh, man. That's a good one. This guy doesn't even have a good question, so it's not that big of a deal. But when we come back on the other side, we get—I um, wish I could remember the guy's name because I used to have him on the radio. But he works for Fox News as well, dark-headed guy. You'll see him in a moment. Uh, well, I say you'll see him. I don't think they're showing him on this video feed. But he's from Fox News, and he's very hostile about ballots. The ballots that were found, I believe, in Wisconsin. They were found in a ditch, and most of them were marked for Trump. Just highlighting how dangerous this universal uh, mail-in ballot stuff is. And he's trying to split hairs about, well, somebody said it was a river, but you're saying it's a ditch. Well, which is it? And he starts losing his mind over that. Watch this. Watch this exchange. This is how dishonest... And corrupt the media $3.2 is
2: two trillion, and you ask for direct payments to illegal immigrants, and you ask for uh, certain deportation uh, forgivenesses, and your offer—it's not a serious offer. What we are talking about here is relief for the American people, for American citizens, not direct payments to illegal immigrants. We raised our offer to 1.6 trillion. Among that was 250 billion for state and local. The 250 billion for state and local is the estimated loss because of COVID. Uh, and also, there's was 150 billion for schools, 50 billion above what Nancy Pelosi asked for. It is a good proposal, but it's one that she is not interested in. And you have one more question.
0: Well, I'm just going to follow up on when, whatever you. Yeah, no, go ahead. So if immigration is a stumbling block and the steels not going to not going to get done because of that, um, you know, Chief Meadows in the past had. Said that you guys were looking at unilateral executive actions on airline aid. Specifically, we're seeing massive layoffs in that sector right now. Uh, he'd also said that there might be other things available for uh, the millions of other Americans who are facing joblessness right now. But are any of those things going to happen?
2: Yeah, it's a a great question, Um, and it's very sad to see what's happening in the airline industry. I met a few of the airline workers on a flight who uh, would lose their job, and their their job loss, 19,000 people facing layoffs, is because of Nancy Pelosi. The White House right now-
0: Absolutely, 100%. Nancy Pelosi refuses to work with Republicans, refuses to work with Steve Mnuchin, so people are still losing their jobs in major industries, like the airlines, because- She doesn't want to get any sort of relief passed before the election. She is afraid that it will help Trump in some form or fashion, so she absolutely refuses to do it.
2: To engage with Secretary Mnuchin and the chief of staff um, on making that a reality. Yes.
1: Thank you, Kelly. Uh, As you know, the president has criticized the mail-in voting process quite a bit over the last few weeks. The other day, he said they found a lot of ballots in a river. Who is they?
2: Um, so, the, what the president was referring to are um, something that we've seen just in the last seven days, where in Wisconsin, uh, there were trails of May ending up in a ditch. So I, that's, I believe, the specific he was referring to. Um, and that included we're, absentee ballots.
1: We're, we're specifically, in this particular statement, though. Who is they that found those ballots, and where is this river anywhere in this country? The
2: local authorities. It was a ditch in Wisconsin that they were found, and I can get the article to your inbox he if you'd miss- like. Mean, and beyond that.
1: If, if he misspoke, that's fine. No, that's, I believe, that's what the a president was
2: referring to. River. And you're really, you're missing the four.
0: <laughs> well, if he misspoke, you can just admit that you were wrong because you're saying it's a ditch, but he said it was a river. For the trees. So which is it and who were they that found these ballots?
2: Here, The point is, I, I like I cover the, the news and is, I like to report accurately in the news and here, when the
1: president says they found a lot of ballots in a river, I simply want to know where the river is. No,
2: you simply want yes. to yeah. ignore the fact of the matter. Again, I got asked so many questions about this response. in my, fo- my Fox response. affiliates,
3: where is this river? Allow and me I can't to give them to accurate
2: you. information allow and me to that's respond. why I'm asking you. This is This is what is happening here. You are ignoring the problem here, which is last week, in Pennsylvania, you had ballots found in a ditch. That is a fact. In Wisconsin, seven military ballots, all marked for Trump, were found cast aside. There are problems with mass mail-in voting. I under... I actually don't understand the lack of journalistic curiosity and reporting on this. There used to be... There used to be curiosity. In fact, the the Washington Post, before President Trump, uh, highlighted the problems with mail in voting. They said the result was an unexpected stress test of mail balloting systems when this was tried, many of which were designed to handle only a small portion of the vote and are not ready to scale up in response to the pandemic. So the media once said well, no mail in voting is not ready to scale up in the middle of a pandemic. Now there's no journalistic curiosity there's when we're finding Trump ballots cast aside. There's no journalistic curiosity when a fundraiser is. I'm asking you where the river is and ballots ballots you can't give an if, Trump you, Trump, if you say uh, the president. Uh, and then and more.
0: I just Shameful want to know where the and
2: lack of journalistic curiosity. I'm very yes. curious.
0: Where's the river? Yes, that's curiosity. Uh,
3: Kaylee, Senator Kim Scott uh, said the
1: president misspoke at the debate. <laughs>
0: these, on- these people are absolutely despicable. They, <laughs> can you imagine? Now, first of all, just to answer, I mean, if the answer, the the answer to the question where is the river or where is the ditch is that important? Kaylee McEnany said. I'll give you the article. I'll send you the article after, this, uh, after this, this briefing, which is standard procedure for that briefing. There's constantly questions that are asked by reporters that maybe the, the press secretary doesn't have on hand at the moment. Happens all the time. And so in which case, they'll say, hey, I'll send you the information a little later today, whatever. They'll email back and forth. It's standard procedure which would that was the case here but but uh the 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 guy here on fox news was demanding that his journalistic integrity hinged on the name of the river in wisconsin where the ballots were found that he had to know that he had to know not just know but know at that moment and so the disrespect he showed the press secretary as well as everybody else in that room is absolutely astonishing these people are in panic mode for some reason. They don't want, not even the Fox News people, they don't want a second Trump term. They want somebody they can play patty cake with for the next four to eight years and get their way and schmooze and go to all the parties and have the, the, uh, the correspondence dinner and laugh at all the peasants like you and I that live down here in the middle class and informally known as flyover country. That's what they want. They want their power back, is what they want. Washington, D.C. wants its power back. The power has been given back to the people over the past four years. And Washington doesn't like that. That's why they're going on these made-up, out-of-thin-air accusations of racism and endorsements of racism. So let's take a stroll down memory lane. Donald Trump in the past has said plenty of things regarding racism, racist groups, and even prominent racist people. He's had plenty to say about it and plenty of time to disavow those things, dating back years and even decades. So let's take that stroll and see exactly what the President of the United States has said in the past.
1: you've got David Duke just joined. A bigot, a racist, a problem. I mean, this is not exactly the people you want in your party.
0: Yeah, David Duke and all were
3: disavowed. I disavowed him on Friday. I disavowed him right after that because I thought if there was any question.
1: I didn't even know he endorsed me. David Duke endorsed me? Okay. All right. I disavow.
3: okay? I disavowed David Duke, and I disavowed him the day before at a major news conference. Uh, David Duke is a bad person who I disavowed on numerous occasions over the years. I'm saying to myself, how many times do I have to continue to disavow? About people
1: so are you prepared right now to make a clear and unequivocal statement renouncing the support of all white supremacists
3: of course i am of course i am i mean there's nobody that's done so much for equality as i have racism is evil
1: and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs including the kkk Neo-Nazis, white supremacists.
3: I disavowed David Duke all weekend long on Facebook, on Twitter, and well, obviously it's never enough. I disavow him every time I speak to somebody virtually and, you know, they just keep it going, they keep it going. and
1: I totally disavow the Ku Klux Klan. I totally disavow David Duke. I've been doing it now for two weeks. This is, you're probably about the 18th person that's asked me the question. We are a nation founded on the truth that all of us are created equal. We are equal in the eyes of our creator. We are equal under the law. And we are equal under our Constitution. How many times do I have to reject? I've rejected David Duke, rejected David Duke. Uh, I've rejected the uh, KKK, the Ku Klux Klan. From the time I'm five years old, I rejected them. And I disavowed then, I disavowed today on ABC with George Stephanopoulos. I disavowed again. I mean, how many times are you supposed to disavow? But I disavow and hopefully it's the final time I have to do it.
0: So there's Donald Trump disavowing over and over and over again. Racist organizations, racism in general and racist people, but it's not enough. So the media continues to pull up even organizations that nobody's ever heard of in order to pin them to Donald Trump. It's amazing, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. And they're going to continue to do it. It's all they've got. It is all they have. And it's all they're going to have. They tried to do it in 2016 between calling him a rapist Uh, someone who is a misogynist and a racist. Oh, the, the trifecta, if you will. It didn't work. And it's not going to work in 2020. Donald Trump has got support from the most diverse group of people any Republican has ever seen. Since civil rights, the most diverse support group of people that the Republican Party has ever seen. You'll see it. You'll see it after the election when the numbers come out. It'll be right there, undeniable. And the left will have to suck it up. It'll be the great meltdown of 2020. And that's it for us. We're out of here. Until next time, make sure you add us on social media, over the line on Facebook, at Andrew McLean Who, on Twitter, and then subscribe to this YouTube page. Click the subscribe button, click the bell, and you'll know anytime a new podcast is up. Until then, see you cool.